from San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858 876 5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about why sex before marriage can leave you both emotionally and sexually unsatisfied. And as we start today's show, I want you to think about this quote from English poet William Wordsworth. He said, life is divided into three terms, that which was, which is, and which will be. Let us learn from the past to profit by the present and from the present to live better in the future. We're going to be talking a lot about uh, the past tonight and the impact on the present and the future. But before we do that, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug, a little bit of love from you, our listening audience. And this week's hug is brought to you by the Refresh 2015 Marriage Retreat. Tony and I want you to join us on February 20th through the 22nd, 2015 at the Courtyard by Marriott, San Diego, Liberty Station for a marriage retreat that will enrich and strengthen your marriage and relationship with God. The Refresh Your Marriage Retreat offers you a yearly tune-up for your marriage. Whether you require a major overhaul, minor adjustments, or simply a healthy tune-up, you will find something for every stage of your relationship. Refresh 2015 offers you and your spouse an engaging, relaxing experience that combines educational sessions with guided couple activities designed to ignite, impact, and invade your marriage. Register soon to take advantage of early bird pricing at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash refresh. Yeah, and get on over there because those of you who come from the one family to this event, we're going to have some special bonuses just for you guys. We're not going to release what those are yet, but it's going to be some fun stuff that um, we as a one family are going to be able to do together. So make sure when you go to that page that you click on the section that says One Extraordinary Marriage so that we can keep track of all of you coming and uh, get you those special bonuses. So here's the hug. This comes from a listener who says, I discovered your podcast in October and I've listened to numbers one through 196. Okay, so let's just put that in context right here. That's a about, about three two months in October right. is two months, not three years. Well, no, but he's listened to about three years worth of shows. Right. In two months. In two months. He Bless said, you. He said it is My wonderful. <laughs> You're not alone. Lots of people when they first come on board, listen to as many shows as they can get. He says, it's wonderful to hear you grow and change for the better. Mm-hmm. The episode that hit me is number 170. What is wrong with my marriage? Me. My wife of almost 18 years would wonder how we could disagree the night before. She would wake up the next morning, haven't forgiven me, and go on, and I would be stuck on the issue or problem of last night. I was trying to figure it out. Like a car, dirty dishes, etc., the problem does not magically get fixed. I have realized, thanks to you, that my emotions are mine. That night, I saw that I made the choice to hold on to my hurt emotion and pull away from my wife even after she reached out to connect with me. Later that night before bed, we talked and the hurt from her came out. I realized that it was my fault. I let her go to bed and I went to think and figure it out. 
My emotions are mine and I feel what I feel, but I have a choice. I choose to make my hurt emotion be more important than the relationship with my wife. This is my mistake. Wow. I'm just, I'm actually going to read that line again because I want you all to hear the insight that he has and the revelation that he has. I choose to make my hurt emotion be more important than the relationship with my wife. This is my mistake. He goes on to say, I need to be big enough to own my feelings and make sure that the relationship with my lovely wife is more important than my feelings. My feelings should be acknowledged, expressed most of the time, and then move on. The feelings are what they are. They don't need to be fixed. I can choose my relationship with my wife and move on. This is what I want. This is what I have not done or understood what to do. This will help me from being stuck on hurt, etc. Thank you for your openness, honesty, and giving. I have bought some of your courses and these have helped me also. Thank you because those courses, they're designed to be a help to you. I keep you in mind for any future needs. Thank you again for helping me on my journey. I'm looking forward to catching up on the podcast to continue this journey with you, continuing to grow and improve. You are awesome. Thank you so much for just sharing how the show has impacted you, how you've realized that the first thing that needs to be fixed in our marriages is ourselves. And you are now going on to make those changes. And we can't wait to hear the impact of that perspective shift is going to have on your marriage. Mm -hmm. Now, Tony opened the show saying that we were going to be talking about the, the, impact or why sex before marriage can leave you both emotionally and sexually unsatisfied. And you know, a lot of times people are like, well, where do the ideas for your shows come from? Right. And this one, we received a couple of emails and then we also received a voicemail and Tony and I honestly believe that we have gone, we've gotten more of this over the, over the years for sure. Well, definitely. But we start to see patterns. Yes. And we bring this up every time we're doing a show that we haven't necessarily touched on before is that when, when, you know, two or three or even four of you start to ask us similar questions, then we know that it's time to address this issue. Mm-hmm. And specifically in the voicemail, and I'm going to paraphrase it because it was about a three minute voicemail. Um, the caller was saying, you know, in the past, as I've listened to various episodes, um, you know, he's playing catch up too. He said, it sounds like you and Tony whenever you talk about premarital sex are apologizing for the fact that you've done it. And there's, you know, this shame and this regret with that. And, you know, I'm trying to figure that out if that's, you know, because you're, you know, within the framework of the Christian church and, you know, if that's where that's coming from. And so he was just asking us some questions and asking us to dig into it. And, you know, it's something that we've alluded to on other shows Oh, yeah. Numerous shows. And in the spirit of full disclosure, because we have no masks on the show, Tony and I did have sex with each other before marriage. And we did have other sexual partners before he and I got involved. Mm -hmm. And so I I share that with you, not, you know, not because I'm bragging about, you know, my sexual past. In fact, far from it. But because I want you to know where we come from. And how we're going to address the the issue of premarital sex and how that has an impact on marriage. <clears throat> Excuse me, folks. I've I've been sick, and and you know we we just want to address this now. Would we change what we did? Probably not. 
you know, we just, I, I, I couldn't look back, you know, with where we were. Now, sure, circumstances could have changed. Somebody could have come into your life. I mean, all this sort of stuff. You could put in a bunch of, well, what if this happened and this and that? Sure. If I were to say, take a 21-year-old Tony, put me back to where I was 20 years ago. Would I do the same thing? Probably. Yep. And uh, that, that was part of the conversation that we had even talking about this show. You know, would I do things differently now? Yes. And in hindsight, do I wish I had done things differently? Yes. But I will tell you that the 20-year-old that met that 21-year-old, because let's face it, guys, a lot of times when you're in that age, you know, those that are older and wiser just sound like a clanging gong. You have no point, you know, no desire to listen to them no desire to, you know, follow that path, you're going to do your own thing. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where we were. Like, I have to tell you, I mean, that was kind of like, you know, this was a summer fling and we're just going to kind of have fun and go our own way. Right. Um, at that point in time in both of our lives, I will say this, no affiliation with any religious organizations. We were not believers, nothing. Um, does that impact where we are today? I would say, yes, it does. Mm-hmm. I, I would say it really does in how we raise our children. And, and we're very open and honest with sex in our household with our kids because of what we talk about on a weekly basis here and because of what we've learned mm-hmm. growing up. And we can talk about that openly and honestly. And I think that's the cool part. Like, I don't ever look back and go, man, that was the worst decision I ever made, son. No. Hey, it is a decision I made, and yet, Alex, you have an opportunity to do something completely different mm-hmm. than your dad and not fall in some of these ruts that your mom and I did because of what we chose to do prior to getting married. And you know, we know that all of you listening come from varied backgrounds. Some of you... Uh, Some of you have chosen to abstain from sex until marriage. Some of you have had previous sexual partners. Some of you are dating and engaged and maybe having sex. Right now? You know, at at this point in time in your relationship, not married. Some of you are blended families. So there have been other partners because you were married before. You know, so there's all of these different folks listening to this show. We know that. And so what we're talking about is the impact that having premarital sex has on your marriage relationship because it does impact you. And I can look back at that 20-year-old girl that was having sex with the 21-year-old Tony and say, you know what, this definitely impacted us. Mm-hmm. It did. Because here's the other thing that I don't think that we've ever shared, and that is that Tony and I started having sex um, I think within two weeks. Of knowing each other. Of knowing each other. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it, it like it floors me when I think about that now, 20 years later. But yeah, it was because we we kiss, had my, our first kiss on my 20th birthday and 4th of July, July. We had sex. Yeah, so like three weeks. No, there's only two weeks between. My, yeah, but my, we met each other the week prior. Oh, to okay. Wow, there was an extra seven days tucked in there. Okay, yeah, okay, we'll go with that extra seven days. Um, and in all of that, we did not spend, I mean, we spent a lot of time talking that summer, but because we jumped 
so quickly into having sex. And this is one of the downfalls about having premarital sex is that we did not have a lot of emotional strength to our relationship. And that's, if you go back through all the shows, what is the one thing that always comes back up and we talk about so often, right? Is that emotional intimacy, the emotional intimacy that we have with each other, the ability to talk to each other and have conversations and deal with issues big or small, right? Because you guys know it, it happens, you know, dinner is getting prepared. Maybe something happens. It, it, it gets, it gets torched. You know, there's a fire on the stove, you know, and you know, how do you deal with that? Is it, you know, blow up anger. Now you're, you're spitting fire at each other. Mm-hmm. Or are you able to just go, man, we both just lost it in the sense that we weren't paying attention to that. Let's come together and work through this together. When, when sexual intimacy becomes the first thing that you do together, that physical, that sexual, you lose all of that. And, you know, I think our saving grace was the fact that we were long distance at the end of that summer. And so we had to work on our emotional intimacy because we weren't seeing each other, mm-hmm. you know, but we had this very intense period of time that first summer's uh, 1994 and jumped into having sex very quickly, which played, you know, emotional havoc, I think with both of us, because you were coming out of a relationship. Mm-hmm. I was suddenly giving myself to you and going, okay, I know this, you know, we're kind of calling this a summer fling, but now we're having sex. And so that, that changes the game. Changes that dynamic. Changes the dynamic. We actually had a pregnancy scare that first summer. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm playing the whole, oh my gosh. I'm going to go back to college. I think I could be pregnant and I'm not sure like what the deal is with this guy. You know, like all of these unknowns because we hadn't spent time building the relationship. We jumped straight into this emotional uh, or physical intimacy without having really built a foundation. Right. And then that plays out. And for many of you, I mean, wherever you were, I mean, wherever you were, think through this because it becomes very physical mm-hmm. and that just plays out. So something happens after you're married, tend to revert back to, well, let's just, let's just have sex. Let's get it over with and we'll be good. How long does that last? After a while, it doesn't, you know? The sex isn't satisfying anymore because it doesn't fill the need anymore. There's deeper needs. That emotional connection is deeper and we need that. And we experience that in our own marriage. And so as we look back, that's where we go, hey, would we have done it differently? Sure. Can we? No. And here's where we want to help and work with you guys to be able to go, if you had sex before marriage, I don't care if you were Christian then or you're, you weren't and you became Christian or what have you. I don't, whatever your belief is, I want you to know that you're loved mm-hmm. and the guilt and the shame that you may be feeling because of what you did, because of what somebody may be saying, you need to let it go. You need to realize that, hey, we made a mistake. We decided to do this. 
we look back now, it's a mistake, and yet we're going to move forward. Right, because it's not just it's not just this this place, right? You know, like so and one of the things that was also in that voicemail is just kind of this idea of, you know, all of this, you know, sex before marriage is bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Right. And I, I, I've addressed this on previous shows. I'm going to say it here again. We are doing a huge disservice to not only our children, but to ourselves when we keep putting this message out there that sex is bad. Stop telling yourself and your kids that message. Those of you that have kids, sex itself is not bad. Sex outside of a lasting, loving, covenantal relationship, that's going to have some problems. You know, I told my esthetician this once, and I'll never forget it because she was sharing with me about how, you know, she, she, for a while there, it seemed like every month when I saw her, she had a different guy in her life, right? And she's having sex. and, And I said to her one day, I go, you know, every time you have sex with a new guy, you're giving away a piece of yourself. Right, like there's there's a, a level of intimacy that you have given to another human being that you can't get back, if you don't have the permanence of you know this is this is my husband, right? I can't get that back. So why would you want to literally like piecemeal yourself out? It, it leads to the sense of diminished self self worth. And, and each and every one of you listening to the show is way too important for that. Okay, you matter, right? Your marriage matters. Your relationship with one another matters. So at some point in time, your past has got to become your past, right? This is not a weapon that you and your spouse use to beat each other up. Because we've heard that from you guys too, where, you know, one spouse will say, well, you know, he or she did this before we were married. Guess what? That was before you. That was before they made a decision to marry you and to be committed to you. You can't hold that over their heads. Yeah. And one we hear often is, you know, because one, one way that we believe that couples, that you guys can get closer together is that we do take off those masks, right? We take them off. We take them off. And when we do take them off, we are loved more, not less for who we are. Because we are able to give everything to the person that we said I do to. And we want their trust and we want them to accept us. So when you go to your spouse and you go, hey, let's, let's ask each other about who we had sex with before marriage. You better darn well be ready for them to say 100 people. And I'm not saying that they should, or they, they may have, or they did or didn't. They may have only had slept with one other person, maybe two, but you better be ready because when they say that and you turn from them and turn away from them, they are going to be hurt like no other. It's broken trust. Yeah. And that is tough. And so when Elise and I have had to talk about this ourselves, we've had to say, okay, you know what? We're here for each other and we're going to take these masks off and be real. And we are going to be loved more. And yes, I know Elisa's had partners before me and she knows I had had partners before her. Does it, 
does it break our foundation? Does it destroy who we are? No. We just said, hey, man, we made some bad mistakes. And our, we, we say that because that's where we feel. Right. It's a, it's a personal thing. It's not, it's not Tony looking at me and saying, wow, you blew that one, honey. Or, or vice versa. Me saying it to him going, seriously? Like you thought that was a good idea? Right. And I can say that about myself. I mean, I can talk about the one night stands and stuff. And I, and I look back at those and go, man, those were really poor choices, Tony. Like poor choices. Choices that could have been detrimental to myself, to the woman I was, that I had sex with. I mean, that is a poor choice. And yet we've made a choice in our marriage not to let that come between us. And, you know, I'll tell you, so Tony was dating this gal before me, like right before me, they'd broken up that summer when we met and she, she appeared like, I don't know if she, I can't remember now if she emailed you a few years into our marriage. It must've been cause this was way before Facebook, I have no idea. like a random email from her. Right. And I'm like, oh, here she comes. Here she comes. I'm like, and, and you know, Tony's parents loved her, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, uh. She sends him an email and I'm like, delete. <laughs> like, we're not going there. I got the guy, you know, you're not coming back into our lives. And, you know, that was kind of one of those little like, why is she popping up type of deal? You know, little mama bear hackles go up. And and yet here's the thing. We talked about it because I'm like, I, I just like, we need to have a clear slate here. And, you know, Tony has shared on a previous show that, you know, a previous girlfriend got pregnant and asked for an abortion. Mm-hmm. You know, he has shared that story. And, you know, when he told me that, could I have held judgment over him and been like, dude, seriously, that's who you are? Because this came out after marriage. Uh, you know, I'm not sure I'm comfortable being, you know, like all of these things could have gone through my head. And instead I was like, wow, that was a really tough situation. And so, you know, you've got to understand that what happened before you was before you. There were choices made. I mean, there are choices that I made after I got married that were poor choices that could have been detrimental to our marriage. Mm-hmm. I mean, I went to Mardi Gras a couple of years into our marriage and it was just like, ooh, what happens in New Orleans stays in New Orleans. Yeah, thank goodness that was pre-Facebook. But I, you know, I came home and what do I do? I tell my, like I literally like walked in the door. I'm like, I gotta tell you what I did in New Orleans. Right, because I was just like, no secrets. You know, that type of thing. And that's, that was a choice that Tony and I made. And that was way before we even knew what we were doing with this marriage stuff. I just didn't want the guilt of him not knowing something and it surfacing later on. But the reality is, is that when you engage in premarital sex, folks, you're not giving your marriage the emotional foundation that it needs. Because you're going to have storms in your marriage. And if it's been all based on sex, then the ability to weather those storms when you don't feel like having sex is going to be greatly diminished when you actually have to use words. So to combat that, like Elise and I have done, if you have, then you make sure that that emotional side of your marriage is being built up Mm -hmm. continuously. So you don't fall back into just the physical side of things. 
Like we're going to, everything's going to be better just because we're going to be sexual. Because there are going to be times when it doesn't. And then that's, those are the times when you guys probably get really frustrated with each other. Mm-hmm. And anger can rise. And doors can be slammed. And emotions can be really hurt. And so, hey, again, right or wrong, I don't know. I cannot answer that for you guys. All I can say is for Elisa and I, we have, am I apologetic about it? No, it's who we are. And yet, we learned over these 18 years of marriage that having the conversations, talking, being able to do those things have greatly helped us to have the marriage we have today. And so one way we've done that in the past, and we've mentioned this before, is we ask and answer questions. Mm -hmm. And we have a great resource out there called Connect Like You Did When You First Met. 101 Proven Questions for Couples. These are questions that we have asked of each other time and time again. And it helps us to grow, deepen our love for each other. And again, grow. If you want to check out Connect Like You Did when you first met, go to uh, www.connectlikeyoudid.com. And that was one of the things I made uh, reference to earlier. So Tony and I were together that first summer for like 10 weeks, eight Mm -hmm. to 10 weeks. And then I flew back to Indiana um, to finish out my senior year there at DePaul University. And we only had the telephone where, you know, 20 years ago, there was not internet. There, it was rudimentary. Um, it was, yes. you know, it was like black and white screens. I mean, good grief. There was just like, what did they call it back then? It, mm, I can't remember. I can't either. Anyway, you know, in the computer lab at school, I mean, no cell phones. I mean, it was, I had the house phone at the sorority, you know, so all of these things. And so what, what did we have to hold on to? Mega three hour conversations. That's where, that's where we developed the emotional intimacy when we were having these conversations and getting to know each other, you know, so you've got, you've got to rebuild the emotional intimacy, you know, pick up those questions, do that, build that into your marriage. Then you also have to, you know, and this is, this is a challenging one. You guys have got to extend grace and forgiveness mm-hmm. first to yourself for those of you that are holding on to those shame and that regret and you know, all of those feelings of, wow, that was lousy. You know, it's like I say, you know, would I have changed, you know, if I went back and it was 20 again, would I have done anything different? No. Do I wish I had done things differently? Yeah. I mean, I, I would like to be able to look at Tony and say, you're my first and only, I can't change that past. So I'm not holding on to those negative feelings surrounding that I had to forgive myself for making other decisions before I met Tony and we've both had to extend grace to each other about the decisions that we made before we met each other because those decisions also impacted who we were together and who we were coming into this relationship because everybody that you are in relationship with impacts you and your life in some way shape or form and one of the biggest gifts that you can give yourself and your spouse is the gift of grace and forgiveness mm-hmm. of saying, I love you as you are. I love you in spite of what you've done. Mm-hmm. That's grace. That's grace. That's saying, I love all of you 
warts and all. And I, you know, I definitely have some, you know, I mean, you guys have heard Tony complain about my stuff, but the choices that we make, all of them impact our relationship with one another. And being aware of that allows the two of you to grow deeper into the future that you want. Yeah. And so, hey, each of us are different and each of us are going (laughs) to, this is such a, it's such an interesting topic and I would love to be like in a round room and just talking about this and, and hearing the different stories, mm-hmm. you know, because it is it for, for so many of us, you know, we sit there and, and there are people on one side of the fence going, pointing their fingers going, you are bad because you had sex before marriage. And the ones who are, who have had sex before marriage are sitting there going, well, no, you are wrong because you should have. And really there's no right or wrong. Really? I just, sometimes I feel like we're pointing the finger at the wrong thing. And really what we need to be looking at is our marriage and where we're at today. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, it's where we're at today. And if we're not where we really want to be, then we need to look back and go, Hey, did we make a decision that we're not excited about? Then own it, own it. You don't need to share with anybody else and who cares what they say. If you two are cool with it, move on. Give ex- extend grace, forgive yourself, forgive each other. Move on, grow your marriage. You know, I'm not here to point at you. I'm here to love you. So wherever you're at on this topic, I love you. We love you. What we want you to do is grow in your marriage and where that starts is that emotional base, that emotional foundation. So that way you grow so you don't fall back into bad habits when things happen in your marriage. And I'm sure this is gonna have some of you pricking your ears up. I hope it does. I do, we do. And if it does and you wanna give your story, now you're gonna have to do it in three minutes or less because our voicemail cuts out. So you're gonna have to go a little quick but we want to hear it. And if you're willing to let us share that, we would love to share your story on had you had sex before marriage or not. You can do that at 858-876-5663 or you can email us at info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Know this, sex is beautiful. It is absolutely one of the most beautiful things that we get to do with our spouse. If you had it before marriage or you waited until you were married, it's beautiful. And we have the opportunity each and every time we have sex with our spouse to make it the most beautiful moment we have with them. So go have those beautiful moments with each other. We love you guys.